2: Hello again, everybody, and welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips, joined by Chris Clark, to talk about the post-spring practice depth chart released by the Gamecock football program yesterday. Before we talk about some of the players that are on the list, Chris, let's talk about some omissions or players that were not listed on the post-spring depth chart, most notably Sky Moore on defense. He's not on the depth chart. Why?
3: Yeah, you know, Moore is not on there just simply because he was out this spring. Um, There are... There are four defensive players uh, who missed the entire spring, so that being uh, Shamik Blackshear, Dante Sawyer, Sky Moore, and Jordan Diggs. And those last three, I think Sawyer, Moore, and Diggs are guys who could play significant roles on this season's defense. I mean, you know, Dante Sawyer is one of the better defensive players overall last season playing defensive tackle at three technique, and Sky Moore, of course, at linebacker, we all know what he did, so... It just didn't put guys on there that did not participate in the spring, and that's really the only reason. You know, you'll probably see – you'll definitely see Skymore on the depth chart, and you'll probably see him plugged in uh, at that weak side linebacker spot. Um, you know, he could really probably play anywhere in the scheme, um, but chances are you'll probably see him at that will linebacker spot once he returns. And then Diggs, you know, could get into the mix at safety, at one of the safety positions. Uh Sawyer, you know, has, has dropped some weight from what he played at last season. They still list him at 289. Uh, you know, he looked really trimmed up in the spring. And, you know, at one point, at least during the spring, he was more down in the, you know, 265 or so range. So with that size, you know, he could probably play defensive end in the scheme. So we'll see where they slot all those guys. But you'll definitely see all of them back out on the field. Uh, during preseason practice.
2: Right. Sawyer's not on the too deep on defensive line. Marquavius Lewis and Daniel Fennell are listed as the two starting defensive end with Kelsey Griffin and Taylor Stallworth, your starting defensive tackles. Backups at end are Kier Thomas, the freshman early enrollee out of South Florida. And Darius English, Chris, uh, not listed as a starter either, listed as the backup at defensive end, but uh, we expect him to contribute this year.
3: Yeah, one of those defensive end spots – is one that the one that Fennell and English listed at. Those are the ones that you could uh, consider the buck position, just based on. It doesn't say buck; it says defensive end. But that those are guys that have been working at that buck position. Now, English missed uh, a lot of the spring with a leg injury, uh, but the fact that they put him on, you know, could you know, well, much James, quick to point out. Don't don't put too much stock into a depth chart. Um, but they have had a chance to look at some guys, you know, and this is the post-spring depth chart after they've at least seen some guys. So they probably believe English can help. You know, Fennel had, had quietly, you know, had a really good spring. Someone that was recruited by the previous staff as a linebacker, redshirted last season, and they slotted him at that buck spot. And he took a lot of first-team reps at the buck position, the hybrid linebacker defense spin spot. So he could factor in there. Some other guys on the roster could, too. You know, Boogie Whitlow or Bryson Allen-Williams in certain situations. So that's an interesting spot and one that I think a lot of people are going to be watching. And then, you know, Lewis, of course, everybody knew he would be a starter. Kelsey Griffin had a good spring. And then, you know, I guess you could call it a minor surprise that Stallworth is listed over Abu Lamine right now. Lamine took a lot of uh, first-team reps. Uh, during the spring at the defensive tackle spot other than Griffin and really had a good spring uh, but that's one where they'll you know probably continue the competition through the preseason and see see what happens.
2: All right you mentioned Boozy Whitlow he's not on the two deep either defensive line and he had a very good year last year particularly in the second half of the season so the Post-spring practice depth chart doesn't really tell the whole story, I don't think, Chris. So we take it with a little bit of grain of salt, and we realize that we've got a full preseason camp to go through, and the depth chart will almost certainly change between now and the start of the season in September. Obviously, uh, Sky Moore not on the depth chart either at linebacker, and it looks like uh, right now we've got Bryson Allen-Williams at strong sidebacker, Jonathan Walton listed as a starter at middle linebacker, or T.J. Holloman and Holloman listed at weak side linebacker or Lorenz Bryant. So the Gamecocks feel pretty good about this group at linebacker. Sky Moore, obviously, will be a main cog in that group.
3: Yeah, there's going to be a, a lot of competition there continuing you know throughout preseason. You see a couple of the oars there. You know, I mentioned Bryson Allen Williams could potentially see some time at Buck other than that Sam linebacker position. And then you slot in Moore as well. I think linebackers you know, probably the spot they feel best about in terms of returning experience and talent. Uh, because they have senior guys at that position. And then you factor in the hybrid buck guys with Fennel and English and, you know, Boozy Whitlow, they probably feel better about that position. Um, You know, the front seven, if this defense is going to take any type of step forward this season, which I think will take some sort of step forward. I thought that last year, and they, they really didn't. But I think with a new scheme and different utilization and things like that, they you know, it'd be very surprising if they weren't able to be a little bit better this season, at least. I think the bigger concerns the back end and the secondary. Uh, that's really going to sort of make or break uh, this team's chances in terms of how they can defend some teams that they're going to have to match up against this season.
2: Chris, as soon as the depth chart was released, I went straight to the safety position to see who was listed as starters there, and it's Chaz Elder and Chris Lamonts. And Lamonts also listed as a starting corner. He's obviously not going to play both positions, so what do you make of the depth chart at secondary?
3: Well, you know, wasn't sure that they put Lamonts in at safety, even though that Muschamp had said uh, there was a chance that he, you know, they would cross-train some guys, and Lamont just paid as one that could. Now, we didn't see him take, that, to my recollection, any, any reps at safety in the spring. Could he in the preseason? Sure, he could. I think the safety depth chart's more indicative of the fact that they, they really need some guys to step up there. Now, again, Diggs didn't participate. DJ Smith missed a good portion of the spring. He started out participating, then he had – the thumb injury and had surgery and missed the rest of the spring so that's a couple guys right off the top of the bat that you know could step up and try to contribute you know that you probably feel not that you feel great about corner but with corner and nickel with Lamont McWilliams and Rashad Fenton probably feel like you've at least got three guys that can start for you there whereas you're not really sure at safety so you can move one of those guys over you get Jamarcus King in the summer and he can Really, with this size and skill set, he can play corner, safety, or nickel, but it looks like they've got him slotted as a corner. So if you feel like he's good enough to come in, pick things up, and start, then you can maybe afford to move a guy over. Because safety is probably the number one position on the team, along with wide receiver, where you know, they're really uh, sort of searching for some answers there.
2: Yeah, safety still very much a question mark. Rico McWilliams and Chris Lamonts listed as the starters at corner, and Rashad Fenton listed as a backup at corner, and the number one nickel back as well. He had that kickoff return touchdown against LSU last year, Chris, and we do expect Fenton to be on the field this year.
3: Oh, no doubt about it. He's going to be on the field a lot. You know, he had a really good spring. I think was, you know, you maybe could argue the top defensive back during the spring, and you know, like you said, could play some corner, could play some nickel. The nickel position will be very important. You know, people don't need to underestimate it when they look at the depth chart and they say, oh, nickel, that's just the fifth defensive back. They'll probably be in a lot of nickel this year. Look at some of the teams they got to play, you know, out of the West, you know, Mississippi State, Texas a and they got to play Clemson. You know, they're going to match up against a lot of teams uh, that run offenses that are really going to put stress on the back end, and they're going to have to play – you know, well by there. They're going to have to find some answers back there, and so Rashad Fenton's going to be, you know, the key guy in the secondary.
2: All right, Chris, let's talk about the offense for a moment. We'll start with the offensive line. We've got three in-state products listed at number one on the depth chart on the offensive line. Mason Zandy, six nine three zero eight, out of Chapin. He's the only senior on the starting line. He's the left tackle. Zach Bailey out of Somerville, a sophomore at left guard. Alan Knott from Tyrone, Georgia, a junior starting at center. And then it's Corey Helms from Alpharetta, Georgia at right guard. And DJ Park at a Dillon, 6'4", 330, and a junior starting at right tackle. And some pretty good depth, it looks like, on the O-line with Christian Pelage and Corey Helms, Malik Young, Blake Camper. Uh, talk about the O-line group and how the coaching staff feels about it right now.
3: Well, offensive line's another area where, you know, the, the, I think the coaching staff, when they walked in the door, could look at it and feel like they had some guys there. And, and they are some spots that seemed fairly locked in you know we knew that mason's andy was going to be a starter somewhere at one of the tackle spots we knew that you know alan not had a really good shot to start at center and Corey helms is going to start somewhere at guard Um, some of the spots are up for grabs and probably still are you know helms can play center but if they still feel good about not there then you stick him at one of the guard spots dj park was in a and a pretty good battle with Blake Camper that i imagine will continue at that right tackle spot. And Park played some guard during spring as well, but it looks like they've settled him in a tackle. You know, Zach Bailey uh, started as a first-teamer, and he went back and forth with Tellage. Um, you know, Don L. Stanley is another one that has been in the mix. He's the backup right now to Helms at right guard. You know, they could always move one of those guys to the other side if needed. So they've got some flexibility. They've got, they've got some talent there. I think one of the questions is experience. You know, Helms is a guy who's played college football before at Wake. He's been out a year, but he's played. You know, Zandi and Knott, they've played. Bailey's played some as a true freshman. But, you know, Park um, is a guy that doesn't have as much, you know, game experience in terms of snaps. And and certainly, and this goes for any offensive line at any school, you know, you want to keep guys healthy because then you're getting into guys who aren't as experienced, haven't, haven't played as much. But in terms of the first five, There could still be some shifts maybe at a couple spots. Left guard, right tackle, probably the main ones to watch in terms of the competition continuing.
2: All right, no surprise at tight end, a couple sophomores there, Hayden Hurst or Casey Crosby on the depth chart. and Both of them had good springs and played well in the spring game. And As we move to receiver, Chris, it looks like Debo Samuel obviously is going to be the number one guy, but Brian Edwards had a big spring, caught two TDs in a Garnet and Black game, and Jamari Smith listed as a starter as well. So no real surprise at wide receiver with those top three.
3: Yeah, as soon as Brian Edwards got on campus, you know, they sort of slotted him as a guy who could possibly start. He was actually on the pre-spring depth chart as a starter, if I recall correctly. And uh, you know, just just physically, is one of the better guys on the team. I, I think he got out to a little bit of a sluggish start in spring, just still finding his way. You know, you still you got to learn the offense. He was coming off of an injury to the knee. You know, but he really he finished pretty strong, as we saw in the spring game. He pointed out Emerson had a had a good spring game performance some of the things he can do with getting vertical and, and being a red zone threat, things like that. Samuel was a tough cover for all the DBs in the spring. You know, he's the, he's the one guy on the roster you can point to right now and say he's the guy that can consistently get some separation and make some things happen in space. And Jamari Smith showed some flashes of that, too. I think it was a good move to move him over to slot receiver uh, because he's a guy that's got some wiggle. He's a good athlete. He's got some explosiveness. Probably a guy that should have been you know, featured more on offense in the past, given some of the issues they had at receiver last season as well. But That receiver position, all of them really except for Samuel, I think there's still going to be some significant competition there. That's not to say that Smith and, and Edwards won't remain starters. They have a, a good shot to do so. But some of these freshmen enrolling in the summer, you know, Akil Pollard, Rendricus Davis, you know Chavis Dawkins, Corey Banks. Those guys could all, you know, make a play and in factor into some playing time, whether it's a backup or even a starting position, just depending on how they
2: do. Yeah, even though the Gamecocks have got a young group at receiver, it looks like there's a lot of talent at that position, and there will be more competition for playing time once these freshmen that Chris just mentioned get on campus and participate in preseason camp coming up uh, later this summer. So, Chris, let's talk about the running back position. David Williams listed as the starter, and A.J. Turner, the redshirt freshman out of Clifton, Virginia, a player that's uh, I would say is one of the most talked-about players on the roster during the spring. He has emerged as the number two running back right now, but we've still got C.J. Freeman in the mix, an early enrollee freshman, and we've got Rico Dowdle coming in from Asheville. He'll be a true freshman enrolling this summer, so depth at running back, but not a lot of proven ability outside of David Williams.
3: Yeah, and, and Williams is a guy who, you know – I don't even know if you could say, Emerson, that he's proven totally. I mean, he's, he's had some snaps in games. He's made, you know, a few plays. But he's someone that I think everybody's still waiting to sort of break out because you look at him and he can he can run and he's a big guy, bigger back. Um, so, you know, people are still waiting on him. And I think he showed some flashes in the spring, uh, but I think he needs to be more consistent as well. I think like you pointed out, the door's open for somebody else. You know, Dowdle... is is certainly a guy that seems to have a good bit of ability and can make a play I think he's probably the guy uh, who's coming in at that position who's either on campus or coming in he'll be an incoming freshman in the summer they can make you know the biggest play the biggest ascension potentially depending on how well he can pick things up and Turner is really intriguing just because he's a different type of back than Williams you know he's more of an all-purpose guy but Kurt Roper likes to use his running backs in some different situations, you know, jet sweeps and motioning them out of the backfield, using them on quick screens, things like that. And that's Turner's game. You know, he's not going to be as much of a between the tackles, downhill runner, He's sort of a one cut and go guy, but he is a little bit tougher than you would think in terms of running it, given his size. So, He's a pretty intriguing player, and he's also going to factor in on special teams.
2: All right, that brings us to quarterback Perry Orth still listed at number one, or Brandon McIlwain. Lorenzo Nunez missed a lot of time during the spring due to injury, as did Perry Orth. And, of course, we can't forget that Jake Bentley, this highly regarded freshman, will be enrolling this summer. So a lot of options at quarterback, but a lot of youth as well, Chris, and we expect plenty of competition at QB. You know, how late in the preseason practice do you think it will be before the Gamecocks have clarified or defined a starter at quarterback?
3: That's a good question. I don't think anybody really knows. Now, at some point they're going to have to separate and get, start giving uh, one guy more reps. Will they, will they take the entire preseason camp, so to speak, to do that? Maybe they will probably just play it by ear and take as much time as they need to feel like they've got their best guy. And, you know, with Orth, what he brings is more, he's the most experienced guy on the roster. It's everybody's first year in this new scheme. Keep that in mind. Uh, but he has played. He's played in some road games. USC has road games early in the SEC to open things up. Something that can't be discounted. You know, Brandon McElwain, I think, was making, even before a was making a play uh, to ascend the depth chart and potentially be the guy, not saying he is the guy right now. Nobody said that, um, but he really closed the spring strong. They threw a lot at him. He picked it up well, had a good spring game, had a good Saturday scrimmage the week before that. You know, his, his biggest issue, I think, is just going to be translating it to the field, you know, not trying to do too much. But his dual threat ability is really, you know, his trump card. He's got that above anyone else with his arm strength and ability to place it. And, and his ability to run and scramble around and things like that. You know, you also got, you know, Connor Mitch out there, and then you got, you know, Bentley enrolling in the summer, as you pointed out, Nunez is someone that we all know is, you know, has more work to do on the passing end of things, but someone that they'll be able to give a look at as well. And Michael Skarnecki also on the roster, I don't think he'll factor in as much as, as some of those others. But, you know, I think the way the depth chart portrays it is probably, you know, your best look right now, which is, You know, it's more of an Orth-McIlwain battle right now. That's sort of what it has been during the entire spring.
2: What are the chances that Bentley redshirts? Wouldn't think that he would leave high school early. You know, he earned enough credits to graduate early and forego his senior year of high school so that he can enroll at South Carolina in 2016. Any chance that he redshirts
3: this year? I think there's always a chance, you know. I mean, uh, look, you get him in because you've got to feel good about your situation at quarterback. You don't even have a set starter right now. You know, depending on that, you're not really sure who your number two is. Um, there is there's always a the possibility of a defection, a position change, you know, whatever it may be. So, you know, if you got a guy who's willing to do that, who, who's competitive enough to do that, uh, then you do it. And it, it gives you, you know, some people said it maybe creates more of a log jam, and, and maybe that's true. Uh, but you get all these guys on campus and let them compete, and that's not really a bad thing. Um, certainly, he could redshirt. I mean, say McElwain wins the job and runs with it, and you feel good about Orth as a backup, or, or vice versa. You know, then then maybe you look at Redshirt and Bentley creating some distance. Who knows? I think it just really it all hinges on how he does when he comes in. He's a sharp kid who has some ability, and certainly knows how to run an offense and throw the ball. But you know, he hasn't taken a single snap in Kurt Roper's offense yet. Um, he hasn't been part of the team where he's at the workouts every day, at the meetings every day. So uh, a lot of it will just depend on how he does and then how everybody around him does as well.
2: Number one specialist on the post-spring depth chart, Drew Williams, your long snapper, Elliot Fry, place kicker, Sean Kelly, the punter, and the return men at kickoff return. Rashad Fenton listed at number one along with A.J. Turner, and at punt return it's Chris Lamons or Rashad Fenton or Debo Samuel. So – A lot of questions right now. We're attempting to find answers, and we're going to continue to get them as we move through the summer. Summer workouts start June 1st, and then the Gamecocks will begin preparations for the 2016 season, which will start in early September. Chris Clark joining me today here on Gamecock Central Radio. Chris, we appreciate your time. Thank you.
3: Thanks, Emerson.
2: All right, that's Chris Clark, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for joining us.
1: In Kansas, 1 770 Stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1 800 Gambler.net in West Virginia or call 1 800 522 4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call 800 327 5050 for support in Massachusetts or call 1 877 8HOPE.